Hello, everyone, and welcome back to today's episode on Movius Ministries Podcast. This is your friend, Josiah. Saints, thank you so much for joining in. Um, today, we are going to be talking about the importance of gathering together, and this is, of course, talking about church. Um, we're going to talk about, yeah, <laughs> I kind of got stuck there, sorry. <clears throat> We're going to talk about why it's so important to get together at church, why it's so important and um, to not forsake it and to not, even in tough trials, continuing to have endurance in the act of going to church. This is season 22, episode 219, and here on Movius Ministries, I, with the help of the Holy Spirit, thank God, do my best to interpret scripture, help you grow in your intimacy with the Lord, encourage you to remain steadfast through tough seasons, and also continue to be prepared for the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're new to my podcast or have been listening for quite some time now, welcome. I am so glad that you're here. I genuinely mean that. Over two years ago, God told me to start this podcast and start using the teaching gift that he has given me. I just, my only prayer in in today's episode, this is my prayer every time that God's will is done in your life. In uh, whether this episode is an hour or 45 minutes, every minute would be God's will in your life. Not my will. (laughs) Um, If you have any questions or comments about today's sermon, you can email me at josiahmovius12 at yahoo.com. I'll have that email in the description below. And please do not hesitate if you're confused about anything or even if you have any questions or you have prayer requests, you want to contact me at all, um, I'm more than willing to help you. The verse of the day is a really well-known verse, actually, and I really like this. And this is actually, um, this is a verse that the enemy has really um, quoted to me to scare me Uh, I'm just going to be completely honest right now. I'll kind of share exactly what he said. Um, I don't deal with it anymore because it's another um, thing the Lord's really revealed to me, uh, the the, kind of tactic the enemy used um, to kind of bring me down and and feel bad. Um, It's Romans 8, 38 through 39. Um, So I'm going to read out of the Amplified. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love it at the end there where it says, in Christ Jesus, that we're loved by God because we are in Christ, not because of anything that we have done. And this is the beauty of how Christianity divides itself against every other go- every other doctrine or gospel or any other religion that other religions are, you have to do good in order to be good. And that is not just a subpar Christian message that is a non-Christian message. All have fallen short. All all are sinners. Um, I'm including myself in that all as well. Um, But through Adam, all sinned, but through another, uh, all can become righteous for um, for those who trust in Christ. I'm not sure if all is in there, but I'm paraphrasing there. All for those who do trust in Christ. Um, so there's at the beginning of the verse, 
the enemy would... I can't, I can't really remember, but you guys just have to trust me. There was, there was something the enemy would quote out of this verse to scare me as if God loved me or not. And uh, the Lord really assured me. And anyway, the reason why I probably can't think of it is because the Lord reassured me and I don't live in that lie anymore. So um, let's open in prayer and then we will start today's message. Father, we come before you knowing that you're putting breath in our lungs right now. We come to you through the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I ask for any type of burden that the person is carrying that's listening to this and that, Father, I pray you would reveal the beauty of your Son. Holy Spirit, reveal who he is. I pray you'd come to people in dreams and visions. Father, I pray that you would equip the person that's listening with the things that they need to be equipped in for the particular season that they're in right now. God, I pray that people would not see me as something I'm not in today's episode. Father, I thank you for your son. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Father, we pray for the Black Hebrew Israelite movement and we ask that you would show them the truth. You would reveal the son, reveal the love of your son. You would show them what they're teaching is false. Pray you'd bless them, Father. Come to them in dreams and visions. Thank you for giving me this platform, Lord. I am beyond grateful. Thank you that you use me to equip the body of Christ. Help us to give thanks to you in all seasons. We pray for the lukewarm spirit and that you would uh, encourage us to stay away from that. But help us to find our foundation of our faith in Christ. In your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> all right, so real quick, I want to make a statement before we dive into today, today's message. Some of you guys heard... It was a little over a couple months ago. I had a conversation. I only I only spoke a little bit about this on another episode for maybe just a few minutes. Um, I had a conversation with two guys that are called Black Hebrew Israelites. And it was a very uh, scary and surreal moment. Um... I talked a little bit about my experience. I don't remember which episode it was, but I only spoke a little bit about it. I think I did ask you guys for prayer. The Lord, uh, pretty pretty much long story short, the conver- the 45-minute conversation that I had with them, I walked away seriously second-guessing my salvation. And I, I mean seriously. I walked away absolutely terrified. Now, there are a few scriptures that have come to my mind that the Lord has really reassured me. Um, 
Genesis 50:20, what man meant for bad, God meant for good. Um, those men were really trying to tell me that salvation is not for me. They were speaking several scriptures. And I can see the Lord's, like, really, like, I remember I was on my way to get some food. Um, and I happened to run into these guys and then had a 45-minute conversation with them. And we know the verse. Um, it said several other to- uh, several times in Proverbs that man w- makes his plans, but the Lord directs their steps. I had a plan to go get some food because I was hungry, and I had just got done working on a podcast in, in a, a, on a, a Saturday night in Detroit, and the Lord directed my steps to have a conversation with them. Um, I've come to the conclusion that I do believe they're a cult. Um, I would consider them to be false brothers. I know those are big statements to make, but I've done some deep study. Um, God loves them. I've been praying for them. I mean, fervently praying that God would bless them and open their eyes. Long story short, next week, Lord willing, uh, we're going to talk about the black Hebrew Israelite movement. Uh, There are tons of videos that I've watched. There's tons of research I've done. Um, I've looked back at scripture and I've looked at context of the scriptures that they used against me. Um, the number one thing that they do do is they take tons. I mean, if not 98% of scriptures that they use to back up their doctrine, 99% of scriptures they're using, they take totally out of context. Totally. Um, I've watched certain videos and I've had fear re-arise and I've come to a point again where I'm second guessing my salvation again, but the Lord has really reassured me. Um, so next week we're going to talk about them. It's probably going to be a two-part series. Um, it's it's going to be a long one. I just typed out 11 pages yesterday, and I have even more to write. So, um, I, beloved, I please, I ask you, I, I'm really pondering on James chapter 3 again about there being a stricter judgment on my life because I'm teaching. Um, I want to be really careful in what I say. I am going to review the things that I have typed down, but I please, I really do ask that that though that you'd pray for me that I would say the right words I don't want to come off as as angry or harsh I'm not angry at them I'm not mad at them I want to bless them I want I want them to know Jesus Christ I want them to know the the true gospel I've I've literally I'll finish with this I promise we'll move on we'll, we'll, we'll move on I've literally prayed God bring them back to me and that they would have an act of repentance, and I, I and I've said, Lord, and I will show them that I've forgiven them. I, I won't I won't push back and go, Oh my gosh, you saw the way you treated me. No, because if I act in that way, then God won't forgive me. We know that scripture, beloved. I've told that to God, and I've heard God almost say, Not yet. I know there's a purpose behind this. So. Let's move on, but um, that that's, I hope that makes sense, everything I said, but follow along with me in the scriptures uh, we're going to, we're going to look at, because in today's episode, we're going to be bouncing around a lot back and forth through different scriptures. Take notes and let the precious Holy Spirit give you understanding through all the things that I'm going to teach today. We will be getting into some Hebrew near the end at today's sermon. Um, so you can take notes on that if you want. Church. We've heard it said, the church is not a building, it's a people. And I respond with, yes, it's a born-again people. 
What does it mean to be born again? I'm doing air quotes, born again. It means that you have a changed perspective on things that you once uh, thought to be good, but it's actually evil. And then uh, you also have faith in Christ and repentance of sin. Faith in Christ in the, in the form of he died for my sins. I don't have to pay the penalty for it. He, he paid for it because he loved me and he was sent by the Father. That's one of the things Jesus says several times in the Gospel of John. He goes, I want you guys to believe in me because I was sent by God. And the importance of that is that there's so many people that are sent out. But who are they being sent out by? This is where it's so important when Paul says in Galatians, the gospel I give to you guys, it's not according to man, but it's according to God. It's inspired by God. And the reason why Paul was even saying that in and of itself is because the doctrine that the false teachers were coming in to tell uh, the many uh, believers in, in the many churches in Galatia was if you're not circumcised and follow the law of Moses, you can't be saved. They were, they were teaching something that was man-centered and not Christ-centered. And Paul says, we preach Christ and Christ crucified. Church can look like a broken place sometimes, or maybe all the time, and that's just the way it is. And we, we grow in sanctification. Our salvation is not found where we're at in sanctification. Go read Romans 15.1. And outsiders have judged the church because, uh, because we can uh, be hypocrites sometimes. That, that's just the truth. Sometimes we can be. I'll, I'll admit to that. I, sometimes I'm a hypocrite. We can do this. But as long as we show those people that we are broken and we have prayed and asked God to forgive us for being um, unrepentant or being a hypocrite sometimes, um, that's the best we can do in a situation like that. We're, if we're in a situation with someone who has church hurt and they say, oh, I left because they were hypocrites, and then you would explain to them. Um, you know, we do our best to, 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 to walk in a way worthy of the gospel, like Paul says in one of his letters. Um, not sure which letter, but it's in there somewhere. It's one of his, one of his smaller letters. Um, and you do your best to, to, to show them to, uh, have understanding. So why do we gather together? Why is it so important that we see each other weekly? Let's look at some scriptures and see why. We're going to look at Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 out of the Amplified. I do have a water in today's episode. I don't have a vitamin water like what last week I got so upset because I made food earlier. And I thought I might have had I thought I might have had a vitamin water in the mini refrigerator we have in our kitchen. And I knew I didn't have any because I knew I had the last one, but I thought I might just check anyway. And it, there wasn't one there, and I was like, oh, God. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. <laughs> anyway, Ephesians 4, 11 through 13 out of the Amplified. And his gifts to the church were varied, and he himself appointed some as apostles, special messengers, representatives, some as prophets who speak a new message from God to the people, some as evangelists who spread the good news of salvation, and some as pastors and teachers to shepherd and guide and instruct. And of course, that's the duty that God's given me. Um, I do have a prophetic gift. I don't know if I would be necessarily um, called an evangelist. Um, I don't know if God's really given me that. Of course, we could encourage people with the gospel, but there are people who are evangelists in the body of Christ who aren't prophets or teachers, and that's fine. To continue, verse 12, it's not an ending sentence. Verse 12 is continuing in a sentence with verse 11. And he did this to fully equip and perfect the saints, God's people, for works of service 
to build up the body of Christ, the church, until we all reach the oneness in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, growing spiritually to become a mature believer, reaching to the measure of the fullness of Christ, manifesting his spiritual completeness and exercising our spiritual gifts in unity. We gather together to equip one another because we have been called out by God and his grace to fulfill our plan, or sorry, to fulfill our purposes in his plan. That's on Psalm 57.2 out of the Amplified. I absolutely love that verse. God has reassured me of that verse in moments when I'm praying and I'm anxious and I hear God say, Psalm 57. I'm like, okay. And then I read it and then I read verse 2 and I'm like, oh my gosh. In some way that I cannot see, my purpose is being fulfilled in your plan. And I have to walk by faith in that. If you like to know the song that's playing right now, it's called Lamb of God by Waldner Worship. Um, this is the new song that I actually uh, added. So let's look at Hebrews 10.25. This is a pretty well-known one. We're going to look at this through the Amplified. Not giving, not, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another as all the more as you see the day approaching now of course what's the context of hebrews 10 25 because if i just quote that verse and move on that's an issue because verse 25 is just part of the sentence the the, the writer is talking about this sentence that we read in verse 25 in uh let, hang on a sec this sentence that we read in verse 25 verse 24 and 25 are one sentence because where it says not giving up meeting together not is not capitalized so it's a continued sentence so let's read verse 24 um i'm gonna read verse 24 and then we read verse 25 um, but before i read verse 25 i'll let you guys know so hebrews 10 24 and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds verse 25 not giving up meeting together as some are in habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching now let's look at verses 19 through 23 to help us understand a little bit better about what the writer is writing here the reason why i say writer is writing is of course you probably heard it that um, no one really knows who wrote Hebrews. I actually just went to church on Sunday and they talked about Priscilla and Aquila. Um, I forget who it was, but some scholars believe that it might have been Priscilla or Aquila. I forget the name that the that one of the, um, that the pastor, um, I think her name is Olivia. She, um, she said some scholars believe that uh, it could have been Priscilla that wrote Hebrews. So, so verse 19. Hebrews, uh, Hebrews 10, I think. Yeah, Hebrews 10, 19 through 23. Um, this is, I believe, out of the Amplified. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new, by, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great 
a priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he uh, who promised is faithful. So it seems these verses we just read, verses 19 through 23, the writer starts off with having confidence in Christ. Then uh, verses 24 through 25 talk about how to respond to such a beautiful and magnificent thing that Christ has done for us. And um, those things, um, actually, I was just about to read a future note that I just, I was just about to read a note that was ahead. So some of you guys have heard me do that. I (laughs) it's my ADHD so okay let's go back to verse um let's read verse 24 again and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds I'm gonna read that one more time I think I kind of butchered that a little bit and let us consider how to how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds what does it mean to have air quotes good deeds as it says, I think it means what the following verse says. Um, verse 20, verse 25, verse 25, yeah. By not giving up meeting together and encouraging one another. And why? Because the following verse says, because the day of Christ's second coming is near. Excuse me. Because if that is not the answer, to what it means to have good deeds, then we're going to go to a bunch of other scriptures and take it out of its original intent. Let's go to Acts 2.42. We're going to read out of the Amplified. Acts 2.42. They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the instructions of the apostles and to fellowship, to eating meals together and prayers. Now, this is when Peter was preaching the gospel, uh, and many were being saved. Uh, verse 41, uh, the verse before what we just read, says that about, it says about 3,000 souls were saved. The ones who were saved were the ones being explained in verse 42. They continually and faithfully gathered together and devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings. We can see how the Amplified says the words continually and faithfully. It points even more to the importance of why, uh, it, 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 sorry, it points even more to the importance of what we read previously in Hebrews 10.25. Not giving up meeting together, as some are in habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day coming. Now there are moments where we go through hard seasons, beloved. Many of you guys have heard about my trials and what the Lord has done in my life. And if you haven't, then that's fine. If you want to check that out in other episodes, you can. And these moments when we need encouragement from other other believers, as Ephesians said, some are... Sorry, I'm going to restart there. There are moments when we need encouragement from other believers. As Ephesians said previously, some are apostles, prophets, teachers, and evangelists. Um, why? Because they encourage us in, a different, uh, in, in different ways to help us stay faithful to God. And just going off note real quick, when you read the book of Hebrews, there is a 
based off my knowledge, and I've said this before, based off my knowledge, I could be wrong, based off what I know so far, there are only two sins that the book of Hebrews mentions. Number one, unbelief and walking away from God. And number two, sexual immorality. And there are several scriptures in Hebrews where it talks about not falling away from the faith, but continuing to walk with Christ. And it's literally, we know this verse, uh, Hebrews 12.1. Let me pull this up real quick. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us, let us run the race with endurance and active perseverance, the race set before us. What's the opposite of not running the race? Walking away from God. Verse 2, looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And I love, I love verse three. Just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now, in the midst of seeing people in the body of Christ, whether they're apostles, teachers, prophets, or evangelists, encouraging us, um, we can see part of what that would look like in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7. We're going to read it out of the Amplified. 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7. Blessed, gratefully praised, and adored be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts and encourages us in every trouble so that we will be able to comfort and, comfort and encourage those who are in any kind of trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as Christ's sufferings are ours in abundance as they overflow to his followers, so also our comfort, our reassurance, our encouragement, our consolation, consolation is abundant through Christ. It is truly more than enough to endure what we must. But if we are troubled and distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. For if we are comforted and encouraged, it is for your comfort, which works in you when you patiently endure the same sufferings which we experience. And our, and, and our hope for you, our confident expectation of good for you, is firmly grounded, assured, and unshaken. Since we know that just as you share as partners... In our sufferings, so also you share as partners in our comfort. There are, th there may be some of you that are wondering if you, if you um, have felt God's comfort before, um, 
or if you have been recently, let me share. There are some of you wondering if you have felt God's comfort before. You're wondering, you know, have I, have I, what does God's comfort feel like? Let me share uh, this story because as much as it blew me away uh, the other day, I think it will for you too. I remember in my first steps that I had with Christ, uh, whenever I would have just the slightest anxious thought, and I mean literally immediately I would feel God's comfort. I cannot explain what it felt like. If I had to describe it, it felt like God was wrapping his arms around me, but I could feel him all around me. It was so humbling, and those were such precious moments. Let's look at Psalm 94, 19 out of the ESV. I, I know we're, it's, it seems that like we're going off track, but just hang, it, hang in there with me here, okay? Psalm 94, 19, I love this verse. And when I came across this verse, I was going to a home church for the time at a very, very good pastor that I, um, what I, what I mean by good is his teaching is super good. And I, I absolutely um, love his reverence and, the, and his fear for the Lord. Um, he quoted this verse at a service and I was like, oh my gosh, I've experienced that verse. But it's uh, Psalm ninety four nineteen out of the ESV. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. So cares there in the Hebrew is sabudapim. Uh, sabudapim. This word is used as a masculine noun. If you'd like to know how to spell this Hebrew word, it's S-A-R-A-P-I-M. S-A-R-A-P-I-M. Just in case you're taking notes. M as in Movius. Um, now the definition for this um, for this word is disquieting thoughts or thoughts. Disquieting can translate into in- introducing feelings of anxiety or worry. The word cares there in the Old Testament it only shows up twice in the Old Testament. It shows up in a recent sermon we did uh, in uh, 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 the Psalm one thirty nine. Um, Right, it's a sermon that, that's titled Search Me, O God, but it's verse 23 when David says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. That word thoughts is the same Hebrew word that is used in Psalm 94 19. It's the, it, this word sabrim or sabrapim is only used twice in the, old, in the Old Testament. It's incredible. Now, where it says, um, when the cares of my heart are many. We're going to look at that Hebrew word real quick. Um, it's the word rov, rov. Now, it's spelt R-O-B. It's used as a masculine noun, and the definition is multitude, abundance, greatness. Um, and if we're going by the, by the definition of multitude, it can translate into abundance, abundantly, um, numerous, or greatness. Now, I had many moments when I felt God's. Just hang in there with me, because I know we're kind of all over the place. But just we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna tie this all in. I had many moments when I felt God's comfort in the in my beginning steps with God. It was incredible. But later on, I started to not feel it as much, and I started to then get I started to get worried about that. I have continued to pray things like, "Why don't I feel your comfort anymore, Lord? Have I done something wrong?" 
literally, I, I, that's what I would say. I wouldn't hear anything back in those moments and I would, I would deal with a little bit of shame. Eventually, gosh, you talk about how God is so into persistent prayer. I'm telling you, beloved, if you're in a season where you're praying for something and God's putting on your heart to pray for it, it's just you just, you just keep praying about it, keep doing it. I've had so many stories in my life and other people's lives where they pray for so long and they don't receive it. Because God is saying there's something greater in in your there's something greater than I'm looking at. That is going to be for your good. It's Romans 8:28. Eventually the Lord reassured me after all my prayers about that. I'm trying not to yawn, I'm sorry. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night and I worked out earlier. Okay. Eventually the Lord reassured me as of recently and showed me 2 Corinthians chapter 7, uh, verses 6 through 7. This is incredible, beloved. This is this is really crazy. But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of of Titus. Now hang on, we're going to come back to that. And not only by his coming, who's his, it's Titus, but also by the comfort with which he has comforted by you. And he told us of your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me so that I rejoiced still more. The Lord showed me all the people that he sent to comfort me when I saw this verse and I was blown away. I mean, I could talk about, you guys have heard me talk about Jim, my friend Brandon, who passed away some somewhat recently. Um, I had so many people coming into my life um, that would help me when I was downcasted. And looking at this verse, I can see that was the Lord comforting me. It is literally like our, our anxiety, beloved, is so in vain. I can almost hear the Lord say, Oh, Josiah, I haven't forsaken my comfort for you. Just wait and see what I'm going to show you. I'm going to share a, a quick off story. I'm going to go off note real quick, and we're going we're gonna to move on. We're almost done here. I was listening to a podcast by John Piper, and I think it was titled The Secret to Fighting Anxiety. John had gone on a trip and pretty much he forgot his wallet. But for some reason, he just wasn't worried about it. Um, days went by and then eventually, um, he found it. And he said to himself, Do you realize that if I would have been so anxious, it would have been for nothing? And the devil's going to creep in and go, Oh yeah, well that was just for that one time. The other times you should be worried. Let's just be honest. That's the thought that came to my mind after I listened to it. Of course, I'm like, that's just, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to abide in that. If that's the case, you know what? I, I could be looking at this wrongly, but if you think about it that way, if you, if you think about it that way, that if that's true, I want you to consider, think about it. If it's a form of pride. 
you're not willing to humble yourself and go I hope you kind of get what I'm saying there because I, I see I see I see a little bit of pride in there a little bit of arrogance going back to to that verse in Hebrews um, oh the, the verse where it talks about um, I, sh- I should have added in my notes what verse I was talking about about uh, continuing to gather together and encouraging one another. It's really beautiful because literally the whole book of Hebrews is essentially, most of it is about Jesus being better than the old covenant. The writer continued to warn believers to not fall away from the faith. When we go to church and gather together, the more often we do this, it will help us fight the fight better to keep the faith and be united with other strong, like-minded believers So we should continue to gather together. Take communion as often as you need. That's what Jesus said. He said, as as often as you need, do it. I I think that's what he said. But if you need to do it often, that's not a sin. It's not a bad thing. Take it as often as you need. I get it. Sin can be a hard thing to bear. That's why we look to Christ, that that he bared the punishment. And then in that moment of, communion having a heart of gratitude for christ when you do i think second corinthians 11 it's either first corinthians 11 or second corinthians 11 talks about that it's a really good chapter gather together to equip one another by whatever part you play in the body of christ like we talked about a few weeks ago in episode 210 let's comfort one another encouraging one another and keeping the faith Paul said, it is the good fight of faith. 2 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. Amen and amen. I'm going to show the gospel real quick for those who need to know it or um, need assurance. Um, so there, there was a, a law that was given to God's people. And essentially, generation after generation, uh, God's people, the Israelites, they could not do what God demanded. Um, and then there were prophets that were sent, um, and they give the they give a message of many different kinds. You can read them in Hosea and Ezekiel, Isaiah, uh, Jeremiah, Lamentations. Um, but they killed the prophets; they didn't want to hear them. Um, and then there was a prophecy in Isaiah 53 where it talks about a coming Messiah someone who would save everyone from their sins. And so then Jesus came and he started to proclaim the gospel. He says to repent and believe in the gospel for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent means to turn away. Um, It means to not continue into what you're doing. Um, It's that simple. People like to make repentance super complicated, but it's it's really not. Um, And Jesus came and he lived the life that we could not live, being the spotless lamb who was sent by God to die on the cross for our sins. I love the way Isaiah says it. He says that we are all sheep who have gone our own way. What's the Hebrew word there for all? Probably all, beloved. And Isaiah is including himself in that. But the latter part of the verse says, But God has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on Christ. That he finished it. 
Jesus died and said to the Lord, receive my spirit. Or he said, he said, it is finished. And then, and then he, and then he sent up his spirit to the Lord. People teach a doctrine that Jesus suffered in hell. This is not scriptural. Um, it's not, if they find a verse to back it up, they're taking it out of, they're taking out of its original intent. Um, Jesus was dead for three days and then by the power of the Holy Spirit he was ro- he, he rose from the dead and he conquered death and now he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God and so for all of you who have faith in what he did that you have trust in him for what he did you're saved there's a there's now a repentance of sin that is needed as well that you're not saved by works, you're, but you're saved by faith in Christ. But there's a certain faith that produces works. But you're not saved by you're not saved by your works. You're saved by faith alone. And then there's a particular type of faith that then produces works, a type of faith that God approves of, and then God gives you a new heart with new desires. What's that? What's those new desires? When when I look at a woman. Um, and I start to have a lustful thought, I, I look away and, and, I, and I say, no, Lord, I don't, I don't want that. And I practice that. I did it many times today. And I put my trust in Christ and what he did for me. That's the good news. There's no other gospel. Paul says, anyone who preaches a different gospel, let him be accursed. That word in the Greek there is one of the strongest Greek words that anyone could ever use. It's a very strong word. So, Father, we thank you for your Son, and we worship him and we lift him up. Father, I pray for unity in the body of Christ. Pray for honesty and humility, confessing of sin to one another, encouraging one another. Father, show the person that's, that's listening their part in the body of Christ. Show them, Lord. Grow our hearts grow the hunger in our hearts for your word I pray as my listener goes out for the week that that they'd be led by the Holy Spirit Lord that they would have joy and delight in you Father that they would see your love show them your love this week Lord that we would love you because you first loved us through your son thank you for this message Lord thank you for using me Thank you for my listener. We pray this in your son's precious name. Amen. All right, beloved. Um, you know what? I should have had a question and a poll. Um, already on cue to ask. So let me, I'm going to, I'm going to think here. Oh, nope. Uh, not that message. Let me think of a question. Oh, here we go. My question for you, beloved, that you can answer. Is hang on, I gotta type it in first.
Okay. So my question for you guys is, has it been hard for you to keep attending church lately? Um, we're not here to judge. I'm here to help and encourage. Um, I do think there's moments where we do need to, to rebuke and to judge and to call out sin. But um, in this context, I don't think that's necessary. So, um, And the poll uh, that I have for you guys, if you're listening on Spotify, you can answer just below is, are you looking for a new church community? Beloved, thank you so much for listening to today's episode as we talked about the importance of gathering together. This is your friend Josiah. God loves you.